but oh yeah that's right that's right obviously <laughs> obviously just because they're recording no but i this is good this was a good i mean i don't know about your research but one this was a good pairing in general i hadn't seen reno 911's pilot but uh, the history on reno 911 and how it got started is fucking wild Damn. i'm excited to talk about it damn yeah that's good because like i mean brooklyn 99 is some interesting stuff but it's not like i mean it's not out there it's not like, like yeah. oh my god andy samberg sucked a shit dick his to- pants <laughs> <laughs> as if that would help you get a shit Those things andy samberg would totally do <laughs> he's definitely sucked dick and he's definitely shit his pants and they both helped him get brooklyn 99 they both put him on brooklyn 99 <laughs> Uh, to preface, guys, that's a joke for anybody who's like you, Andy Samberg. If you're listening, we love you. To this, yeah, and someone's um, like Andy, you gotta listen to this. <laughs> he doesn't actually shit his pants. Well, I don't know. I can't say that. We but, don't have enough information. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, we lied I can't about sit what here we and said. tell you that Andy Samberg has never sucked a dick before, or never shit his pants before. Anyway, that anyways, you wanna, you wanna do an intro, buddy? Yeah, I can. I can do an intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of Back to the Pilot. I'm Chase. And I'm Chloe. And we're so excited to be back for another season of this podcast. Kicking us off this season are two cop comedies with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Reno 911. So put your hands behind your back and come with us as we take you back to the pilot. That was very sexual. Extremely sexual. I, I tried to go it. as sexual as possible. Sexual without crossing the line, and you did it tastefully. Well done, sir. Tastefully. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, like, I feel like we need to talk about season three. We're back. Our season. Oh, yeah, us. Okay. We're here. We're back. It's season three. We need to. We need to spend a little bit of time on it. You excited? Wait, why do we have to spend time on it? We're not just to talk about it. I mean, you don't want to. You want? Do you just want to dive right in? You don't care. You don't care. It's season three. We're back. Who's we? Like I know. Look, you and I were. We we are back. <laughs> Why is so it so mad. difficult to understand? This gets so mad. We, it's us. Oh man. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. Um, no, it's look. I just this is our first episode. I know you and I, we and and Alyssa. Spoilers already recorded an episode for the season, but this is the first episode that people are going to listen to. True. Very true. I just feel like like we need to talk about like not talk about we don't need to like spend time on it, but I just I thought, you know, like, we're hey, trying to we're keep back. people's interest. It's season three of it Back is, to the Pilot. It is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. excited. We've got a lot of good shows this season. I'm I excited because we're we got a new way that we're recording things. So hopefully it's gonna be better for us and the audio quality will hopefully be better for anybody listening. And we have that new trailer. We have a new trailer that will release very soon. Well, actually, it will release by the time this comes out. (laughs) Forgot. Oh, true. If we um, if it ends up being really shit, we can just do a recording to put over that part of this episode. True. Or we could just do a take right now where we just talk about it. Let's just do that right now. You know what I mean? Do do a quick take. Like we have a new trailer. It's pretty awful. Uh, The new trailer sucks. I can't believe we put that together and released it. Seriously. That I can't worse believe than I, Halloween I edited episode. it. <laughs> no, no, there's literally nothing. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween episodes, Brooklyn Nine Nine. What? How about That's that? A ter- do you ever watch terrible it? segue? No, no, no. Do you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, it's a horrible segue. I'm not doing this. No, 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 no. Seriously, seriously. Have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes. Like all of it? No. 
Uh, Why is they there do, really ha- good they Halloween do, episode? They do Halloween episodes every every year. Like, I mean, a lot of thing. shows do that. Community did that. Yeah, Community did it. But like, I was just sorry. That's my that's my transition because Brooklyn Nine Nine used to do Halloween episode every year. Halloween Heist. Yeah, no, that's a terrible segue. But it's not a terrible segue a if bad segue. You're me. I thought it was a great segue. <laughs> Well, we can't win them all. Anyway, let's talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ugh, fine, I guess. I can't win them all. All right. Well, then we will talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine in a less exciting way. Chloe, you said you've watched it. I have. Um, do you know much about it? its creation? It's uh, I don't know anything about its creation, actually. Um, What do you know about it? Uh, it's a cop show. It takes place at the nine nine pre pre nine nine precinct in uh, New York. Precinct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are both accurate things. I know that they did a crossover with New Girl that I loved. They did, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was epic. Um, and uh, I know that like Andy Samberg's in it, and um, I don't remember how to say that one dude's name, so I'm not gonna try to. <laughs> um, but he also happened to be in the sixth season of Reno Nine One One. Joe Latruglio. Yes, that guy. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of what I know about it. Um, that's the extent of my knowledge on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Perfect. That's not. I mean, that's a reasonable amount of information. Unless yeah, you, for like, someone who hasn't done on any research show. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I was very similar prior to doing any of this research. You know, I knew it was Andy Samberg. I've seen all of the show. Like, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, it's definitely up there on one of my favorite shows. Uh, and I, you know, like I recognize this. Sort of, I remembered this as I started my research that this is a Michael Scherer show, in a way. But we'll get it to is? that. It is? We will get to that. Well, um, then why did you mention it now? <laughs> why did I mention it? Because it's a teaser, you know? You're hooking gotta, people? Gotta hook those people. Yeah. Gotta hook those people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, let's let's get into it. So, uh, the episode title for the very first episode is... As always, pilot. Not always. But I was going to say, you literally can't say as always. For a lot of these pilot episodes, it's it pilot. It is common. It's probably most common, but it is not always. Yes, exactly. Uh, and it originally aired on September 17th, 2013 on Fox. And if you want to watch it now, you can go watch it on Peacock with a subscription. Uh, and then it's available for purchase on your typical podcast. Not podcast video purchasing apps i mean i don't know if there's any podcast purchasing apps but uh i feel like aren't podcasts just innately free is there I, any podcast like, you have to pay for i don't know i truly don't know mm. i mean i guess unless you're like i mean maybe if you're releasing stuff on like patreon for like a memberships only podcast episode kind of thing we don't have a Sounds patreon like a so we don't move. know anything about that um, but it's not available for like free anywhere or on any other um, streaming services. Uh, but um, but yeah, if you if you want to go watch it, I think Peacock does free with ads on a lot of their shows. I did not actually that is check where to I see watched. if it was able. Um, did you watch it for free it with was, ads? Actually, or? it was not free. You have to still have this. This is something I've noticed in general with a lot of just uh of these streaming things now that are especially come from major networks you still have to pay something but it's with ads and then it, you can pay like that premium premium membership which is like no mm. ads but you still right. have to, you still have to have a subscription to peacock in order to watch it with ads gotcha okay because i had decided to my peacock to watch it well i know because peacock does that with other shows 
um, that like they have is that they do have some that are free with ads without even buying their basic subscription service. Oh yeah, no, this was not the case with Brooklyn Nine Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, so I didn't I didn't know that, but that's good yeah, to know. We try we tried to watch it without it, and it said must have. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> cool. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry, bad transition. I'll just move on. You just full um, of those today. <laughs> uh, Horrible the, uh, segues. The synopses for the show for the show uh, are, uh, well, for the show is a comedy series following the exploits of Detective Jake Peralta and his diverse, lovable colleagues as they police the NYPD's 99th precinct. And for the episode, Detective Jake Peralta finds his work scrutinized when new Captain Ray Holt takes over at his precinct. And was created by Dan Gore and Michael Schur. Um, so the word yeah, scrutinize as I, is a weird word. The word scrutinize Scrutiny is a weird word. Is like to to scrutinize. Yeah, I no, I know, but it's just like it's such a weird. It just is a weird word to say. And like when you, you think just, about how it's spelt, you I'm just sorry, think that totally because it sounds like scrotum. <sighs> wow, the only really you're, just the only reason you're saying 4K. That. Just really catch me in 4K there. Yeah. It's rude as hell. We anyway, don't have continue. any video, but yeah. Um, well, so we've <laughs> we've talked quite a bit about Michael Schur on this podcast. Yeah, I don't want to hear about him anymore. I'm over um, him. He's successful. We get it. He's, he's got a yeah. good brain. We understand. Um, so I will start with Dan Gore's background. Uh, he was born April 1975 in Washington D.C. Uh, and there's not much information on the internet about like his early personal life, which we don't really care about, but sometimes it's nice to know um, like a little bit of background on like how they grew up or where they came from. Um, but we do know that he graduated from Harvard in 1997 with a degree in biochemistry. Wow. Um, which is very cool. And uh, I, I wasn't quite sure how, if he actually graduated with a degree or like, cause everywhere I looked, he just said he went to Harvard. So I mm. went to, <laughs> Luckily, his LinkedIn page was public, so I could go on to his <laughs> LinkedIn page, and it said that he had a degree from Harvard. Oh, nice. There you go. So, was it so in was biochemistry? In, bio, in biochemistry. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Um, but he he had discovered, like, while he was there, that his true passion was in comedy. Um, and uh, And so in the late 90s, sort of right, like, around the time that he was maybe still in college uh, a little bit like junior, senior year, and then shortly after graduation, he began working on late night shows. Uh, this included the special, the Stephen Colbert special, Stephen Colbert Across America. He also worked on The Daily Show, Last Call with Carson Daly, as well as Late Night with Conan O'Brien. I was uh, just going to ask if he worked on Conan <laughs> O'Brien, because Conan is also a Harvard uh, grad. Conan is also a Harvard grad. There's a lot of Harvard grads uh, just in the entertainment industry in general. It's but. true. I mean, I think like... Well, I think like Harvard just is a big connections place, right? Like that's – I mean I have truly no idea why there's so many, but – I just feel like if you go to Harvard, you likely like they don't have, have connections. Like they at Harvard, do they? And then they have like alum connections. Uh, yeah, they have lib liberal arts. Well, here's the weird thing. So while I was looking some stuff up about Harvard because of this uh, – specifically because of this research, um, they don't have – bachelors of science degrees like be that all of theirs are bachelor of arts degrees and if it's a liberal art it's a bachelor of liberal arts which i thought was kind of weird 
like I don't know how they did it at your college, but uh, at my college, I mean, arts was a communications school, not not te- not technically arts. Oh, gotcha. Wait, well, no, actually, specific? that's not true. No, I'm sorry, that's specific? wrong. I'm 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 incorrect. I'm sorry. I got a bachelor of fine arts. Okay, so my you have degree. a BFA. Yeah. Um. So I also my have a minor. Mine in is in um bachelor of science in business, but like yeah. the business studies at Harvard are a bachelor of arts. But so is like the biochemistry and like like uh huh. like pre or not pre law because that's not necessarily a major. You major in something else. Um. But that like, like it's just weird that like they call these arts degrees. Like I guess it, like in in a way they're saying like that's your your art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you specialize in the art of a science. It's not something. inaccurate, right? Like, which I guess is not inaccurate. It was just weird when I was looking it up. It, it's uncommon, but it's not inaccurate. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll move on. Uh, so he he was working on those late night shows, and I think specifically Conan O'Brien until 2008. Um, but after he was finished working on late night, he decided to try his hand uh, at longer form writing. Uh, so he moved to Los Angeles because he wanted to work on a new show with his former classmates, Michael Schur and Greg Daniels, which, if you remember correctly, Michael Schur created the office and parks and rec. So around this time, the office was still going on. So Dan Gore essentially spent, um, he spent, he, this is how he put it. He spent months in the office writing room as a sort of apprenticeship. Um, just like sitting and listening, probably throwing a couple ideas around, but like mostly just observing, mm-hmm. which is like, like to just so he literally had classes with Michael Schur and Greg Daniels, right? Like these, like they graduated from Harvard the same year. Yeah, and uh, and so like Michael Schur had already created the office, and so he went out there and just sort of sat in one of probably the greater writing rooms of our generation. Wow, like that's arguably, a, that's a that's I mean, a, like that's I, a tall, it's tall glass it's, of water you're giving little them. Bit. <laughs> I mean, it's a, probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but oh, yeah, like, if you talk yeah. to anybody, they're going to know who the like they're going to know what the office is, and they're going to sure, yeah, like like they're they're going to recognize some dialogue from the office, like just about anybody out there right now, like it's it's huge. Fair. I mean, listen, I'm not saying they're not great writers. I don't know that I would say like the greatest writers of our generation. I didn't say the greatest. I said one of the greater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I covered my I covered my bases there. Fair enough. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, well, well. So while he was there, he just felt that he learned like sort of uh, Schur's and Daniel's vocabulary for breaking stories. Um, and the show that he went out there to work on with them would eventually become Parks and Recreation. Uh, which is oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And like by the end of season two, Gore was essentially running the writer's room and then by 2012 he was an executive producer uh on parks and rec uh and i don't know if you watch a lot of parks and rec but oh, i love parks and rec like do you, you know the end um during the production screens where it says not a doctor yeah 
that's his production company, Doctor oh, Gore cool. Productions, because he's not technically a doctor, but it's a it's an it's an but allusion to his get his degree in biochemistry. I like that. <laughs> so that's that's pretty funny. Um, uh, and then, uh, like sort of after not maybe not after that show ended, but sort of during that show's run, Sure told Gore that if he had any ideas, if Gore had any ideas for a new show, that Sure would work on those with him. Right. So it's like, like Michael Sure was like, Hey, like if you, if there's anything you're thinking of, like, like I'm like, let's work on it. Let's, let's make it basically. Um, and I just want to touch on a little bit about Michael Sure. If you want the full in-depth, you can listen to, uh, our episode with, um, new girl and the good place where Chloe does a fantastic job, uh, <laughs> abbreviating, uh michael Scher's backstory uh, that's episode three of season two for anybody out there uh but i actually i i listened to that episode i In listened to your this? background just to make sure that like i i wasn't yeah, gonna i don't keep my anything. notes so you know for a fact i couldn't send you <laughs> notes. i know for a fact i couldn't i couldn't talk to you about it anyway exactly. uh yes yeah, so sorry Tangent. This is a show about tangents. Season we talked two, about episode before. three. You listen to it to make sure you didn't repeat anything I said about <clears throat> Michael Sure. Well, I will repeat a couple things just to oh give my a little God. bit of a brief. Uh, he was born in 75 in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He graduated from Harvard in 97 with a degree in English, same year as Dan Gore. And he wrote for SNL and The Office before eventually creating Parks and Rec. Right. That's his. That's the short, brief backstory that led to him working with Gore and saying, hey, if you have any ideas for a new show, let me know. Let's put it together. So, um, like, Gore essentially came to him and he said, hey, I've got this idea that I think would be really funny, like, just putting a comedy in a police station. Uh, and both him and Sure felt that, like, police stations had essentially been in insufficiently used in television comedies, right? Like, like police shows, comedies, like, procedurals. For sure, yeah were have been popular for a long time like i mean we talked about like criminal minds and dexter and like 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 and, i think we've yeah. done like psych and sherlock like we've done co like police procedurals well, and easy i don't shows think i before sherlock a police show no not a police show but detective ish show i mean psych's is not really a cop show either police words i mean psych is kind of a cop comedy but again it's still more of a still more of a detective show than a police show but sure, yeah sure. like police procedurals are just that they're police procedurals they're about the drama they're about solving crimes they wanted to add some comedy to that and so like they both felt that like yeah that's a really like that's a niche thing where there's an opening in this in like the comedy world um and like there's not much about how they came up with like specifically that idea that was just like i guess something that gore had had in mind uh, so they took that, they pitched the show to Universal Television because um, I think you mentioned this in the new uh, when you're talking about the good place, but uh, sure had a development deal with Universal at the time. So they pitched it to him and Universal had agreed to sign on to it. But then when it came to the network, NBC, the parent network, they passed on the series. So they didn't want to air it, um, which ended up which is why they ended up selling the uh, selling the series to Fox, which I thought was really interesting. Like, like, like the television producers were like, "Yeah, let's that sounds great. Let's make that show." And then the networks were like, whoa, "Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we we know this sure guy's pretty good, but we don't we don't know if he's that good. Wow. I don't know if that's how they said it, but no, I just thought it was interesting. Exact, like he word. had this deal. Like he he had this deal with them. They're like, yeah, well, cool. Let's work on stuff together. And he's like, cool. I've got this show. And they're like, well, not that one. Okay. <laughs> not that show. Anything yeah, but that, that show. That's just how like A different ones are, for though, sure. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Fox, I mean, Fox loved it. They they then placed a 13 episode order for the show. They greenlit it, placed their order, and um, I'd I'd say the rest is history, but like there's a there's a few other things that I wanted to talk about, so I'm not quite done. Okay. Um. Uh. Just with respect to when it comes to these uh sort of ensemble casts, I like to talk a little bit about why some people were cast. Uh, and I I didn't really get into exactly why Andy Samberg was cast. He was the one I was most interested in. Uh, the only thing I could really find was that he wasn't really interested in doing TV at the time. He had sort of just gotten out of SNL and worked on a couple major pictures, mm-hmm. um, like features. But I think it's so funny. I'm so sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I just think it. it's so funny. Like SNL is so different from any form of television that is between the way they film it, the production, the craziness of the production and like actually what content they're putting out. It's so different from any other form of television that I think it's so funny when like people are like, yeah, I don't really want to do television right now. I just got done. Like, it's like, that's not, (laughs) that's not television. That's live. That's live. That's basically like, it's a show. It's a, it's a fucking play, a sketch comedy fucking play show that you do live like it's not yeah. that's not television at least not what it is like what we can yeah, what the general exactly. public considers television today you wouldn't be like oh yeah my favorite television show was saturday night live yeah for like you'd many say, oh, reasons I love that, that statement doesn't SNL. exist that, yeah exactly you love a but like i know skit. what you mean i understand like it's not exactly the same if you're physically working in it but like it's yeah I just had to say that because it was yeah, going to yeah. bug me if I didn't. Anyway, continue. No, I get that. But he had, he was like, but he had just, he had done a couple features at this point. So he was like, I'm like, I'm interested in doing movies more than anything. Uh, but he really enjoyed what Sure had done with Parks and Rec and what Gore had done with Parks and Rec. So uh, he was like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, um, and you know, that, so I, I, he was just sold on the, um, merit of their work which was kind of cool to hear right and it's like you know you don't often hear about celebrities watching other celebrities work even though they're humans and they naturally like they're humans have- and they consume well, yeah. media just the same as everybody else and especially probably media that they're not in and that's popular still oh, right it's like yeah to but to think about andy sandberg sitting down and turning on the office just feels weird because it's like oh that guy's in his own TV show. Why would he watch that competitive TV show like that? Like, <laughs> why would he watch a different show <laughs> or like sitting down and watching new girl? He's in an episode of new girl. Like, well, he's, sure, not but he's playing new Jake girl. Peralta. No, I know. It's just so funny. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting about his character, Jake Peralta in the show is that this, he was, in, it was inspired by Alden, all Alan Alda's character, Hawkeye for mash. Oh, another really? show we did. In That's case you hilarious. Guys are wondering out there. I can kind of see that actually. But yeah, uh, like a goofy yet competent person who cares about doing what's right. It's like he's yeah, he's going like to goof around, he's going to make job. jokes, but he's very good at his job and he's got the right mindset. Like he wants to help, right? Like there's no doubt 
in anybody's mind that he's a good person. Yeah. So that's kind of the, yeah, that's the inspiration sort of behind Jake totally Peralta's character it. as a detective. Um, a couple other people that I wanted to talk, touch on, uh, Terry Crews role as Terry Jeffords that was written specifically with him in mind, not necessarily to be cat. Like they obviously wanted Terry Crews to be cast, but like they named the character Terry. They're like, this is Terry Crews in this show. Like that, that role was just written to be Terry Crews in real life. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then, uh, Stephanie, Sorry, can I say one fun fact yeah, yeah. about Terry Crews real quick? Go for it. He's like a really good uh, drawer. Artist. A, uh, yeah, well, yes, but particularly. He's really good at opening and closing and storing stuff. No, but he's artist, but particularly in the form of like pencil drawings. Yeah. He's this like actually, fucking fantastic at it. His TikTok this is like was, filled um, with it. This was on the background when I was looking stuff up about the cast. Oh, really? He he worked as a um, as a sketch artist for like a courtroom sketch artist. Oh really? I didn't know that. Makes sense. That's where, like his that's where he like sort of came from. Uh and apparently this was this was really weird. He sold his art to pay the bills while he was a pro football player. Which seems weird to me because huh. usually pro football players they make money. Yeah, well it depends. <laughs> I mean it, it depends, but like still. Like that just sounded weird to me. Yeah. No, uh, that's fair. So yeah. But yeah, he he worked as a courtroom sketch artist. So um, there's a there's an episode in Brooklyn Nine Nine where he has to take over for the sketch artist because they keep calling in sick or something, <laughs> and like 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 he's like doing really good, and I think it's like sort of a play on that, like like they're all surprised, like wow, Terry, you're really good at yeah. like you well, cause, like, can you, draw really I mean, well. It's and the, probably the literally how they felt about him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's truly the definition of judging a book by its cover. Like totally. that's you're like you look at Terry Crews and you're like, what he can he can draw. <laughs> that guy no he's a meathead for sure yeah but he's not no he's lovely, a really nice lovely guy man we don't know him personally but i've heard nothing but great things i've heard nothing but great things from all of the tens of people that i talked to that <laughs> met terry cruz all of the zero people that is uh yeah sorry one more person that i wanted to talk about and then we'll get a little bit into the closing remarks about <laughs> brooklyn 99 uh was stephanie beatrice who played uh detective rosa diaz in the show uh, when she was being cast, she, uh, Melissa Fumero, who plays Amy Santiago, she was cast first. Um, and she was shocked when they decided to cast two Latina women in starring roles for the show because at the time, like, that just never happened. It was just so rare to see. I mean, see. it still really doesn't happen. Yeah, it still is really rare. So she was just, like, very pleasantly surprised. And so I thought that was very cool that, like, yeah, this show did cast two Latina women. They didn't, like, they were just they're starring in it they're actors and actresses they do well why not why limit them to just one and also like know. it's new york it's like one of the few shows that takes place in one of these major metropolises that ha are a literal melting pot of people yeah that actually has a melting pot of people in their show mm -hmm. the show uh the the show was received pretty well uh as a pilot it was Seen by an estimated 6.17 million household viewers. Wow. Um, and it did receive like overall positive reviews, but like a lot of them were like eh, seven out of 10, six and a half out of 10, like seven and a half out of 10, like sort of like it's, it's good and we like it, but it's definitely got more potential and we want to see where it goes. Right. Yeah. Like it has more potential to build up to, which I can understand from the first, from the first episode. Yeah. Uh, 
some other shows that had come out in 2013 that I just like just popular shows, not really that are similar, but uh, Rick and Morty came out in 2013. Goldberg's Orange is the New Black, uh, House of Cards. Um, like those are the, those are the ones that good stood out to me on that list. Yeah, not a not a bad year for television, and just like Orange is the New Black and House of Cards, Netflix shows. Yeah, uh, like that was like not the year that streaming started getting big, but like those are two of like those are two of the early ones that I think people think of. Yeah, so I like, do. Oh, yeah, this is this those. is proved that streaming can be like really popular, really quality. And really good. Con- well, and just really yeah, really quality content. Right? Yeah. Um. As for the future of the show, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine ran for eight seasons total. It ran for five seasons on Fox, and then it was canceled. Uh, I couldn't find any information about why Fox chose to cancel it, but hmm. shortly after the cancellation, it was picked up by NBC where it finished its last three seasons. I'm not going to lie. I always thought it was on NBC. No. Well, they, yeah, like they, they tried to sell it to NBC. And I like, like the wording of when I, when I was talking about the fact that universal television signed on, but NBC chose not to air it. Like, I don't know if they still produced it. Or something. Yeah, that's that gets back into that whole mess of like like the yeah. companies and all that shit that we just don't know enough about. Because right it now. aired on Fox and they sold the show to Fox, but like if Universal Te- like Universal Television could have still done a lot of the production and filming, possibly. Like that's I feel like that's still an option. That's just like Fox was like, yeah, we'll buy the airing rights. So I'm I'm not sure how that all um, worked, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it I finished its run on NBC been nominated for and won multiple awards including like awards at like golden globes and the emmys and like people's choice and teen choice awards so like it's it's done really well for its for itself it's been mm-hmm. a really good show it ended in t- 2021 they had a couple like uh covid episodes uh like post pandemic which i thought were interesting yeah, let's um, go watch but, yeah, those ones the show was uh the show was wildly successful nice and um that's that's pretty much it for me like that i mean that's a solid amount of information it's a solid amount of information i think i said way more than i wrote down (laughs) nice i mean that's the thing right it's like we read and listen to all these things with information then we write down what we think is important then we remember oh yeah (laughs) something that we're like oh yeah that's actually really a cool fact and i don't know why i didn't write it down but i remember reading it Exactly. That's why we go on tangents. Exactly. Well, like I had no plans to talk about Terry Cruz's ability to draw because oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's not super important to the role. Like it's, ne- it's in I an episode, it but it's later in the season. But you brought it up. So I figured, yeah, I, I remember reading about that. So, yeah. Anyway, superlatives. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Sorry, I took a sip of my coffee. Too uh, far? Too far. My favorite character was hands down Jake Peralta. I love oh, really? Andy Samberg playing Jake Peralta. I mean, I do He's love his character. So funny. I do love his character. But I absolutely fucking love Captain Raymond Holt. Oh, I love I him love so Captain much. He's a close and I, I mean, their, sure. their whole thing is be- like the beautiful chemistry. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, And I, oh man, picking a least favorite character is mostly like a, like a who has the least amount of scenes because I love every single person it feels like it's just so hard like the only person i would pick is just Boyle because he's a little bit awkward in this episode that's fair yeah i i guess that's a better 
person to pick. I picked Amy, but not because like I dislike her character. I just was like, if I have to pick a character that didn't do much for me this season or this season, this episode, like that was I was kind of indifferent to her, but I know that I like her later on in the show anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like I don't dislike her character by any means, but I just like I was kind of indifferent to her. Yeah, I can understand. That. I can totally see that. Uh, my my favorite part of the episode was easily when uh, when Jake's in the records room and he's like, "That's why we wear a tie." And stands up and he's like, <laughs> you know, and then Holt yeah. brings everyone's in, brings everyone in. So funny! It, like yeah. I just love that point where it's like to that point, Captain Holt had mostly been just an authority figure, very straight faced, like and like. Doesn't like Not to have in fun. Not in on the fun, yeah, yeah. Right, and then, like, at that point, you realize, oh, he also likes to have fun. He just does it in such a way that is, like, oh, he's, like, very dry and, like, very yeah. straight-faced while he does it. So and it's it was very so much, like, a revealing moment, and I love it so much. Oh, that is, that's a great one to pick. I had a really fucking hard time picking a favorite part, but the part I did end up picking, hang on, I got a burp. Bless you. Uh, the part, <laughs> no, a burp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless you. Bless you. Do you not want to be blessed? No, Fine, I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, take it back. Uh, no, my favorite part was actually, or one of, uh, I loved so much of this episode, but the part I picked was when Jake realizes he's a bad detective because he didn't realize the captain was oh, gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I am a terrible detective. I just love how it goes through everything. And then he's just like, it's, I am a bad detective. <laughs> that scene is so funny to me because it shows the openly gay, like, yeah, first openly like, gay scene, Like, that says it first. It's like, that proves it. We don't need to go through the rest of it. But yeah. then it shows the, like, I guess getting kind of a gay vibe. Yeah, and exactly. And the manscaping. It's <laughs> like, like, the one thing on the wall proved it already. We don't need to you don't need anything bring else. up it the rest of it. So it's like, it. Then he's like, fuck, I'm a bad detective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Um, my, I didn't, I couldn't write that I didn't pick one. part. Nope, I, I didn't just, pick one. I just, I watched the whole show. I've, I love it. I just can't, I can't not I haven't even watched the whole show and I like watched the episode and I was like, there was not a part of this episode that I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed every part of it. Yeah. Like. Like there were no horrifically awkward moments. There were no, like even things that like are nece- necessary that help the like yeah. plot go forward. It's like none of it, it all. I Everything it all. hit for me. Yeah, like that's the thing is watching this show. Just about everything hits for me. Like there might be an episode here and there where there's a couple scenes that don't quite like make me laugh or like get me. But like in this but episode, we're talking for about sure, the pilot. Yeah, I was getting there. <laughs> everything hit. Yeah. Um. Which so obviously I gave it seven out of seven good noodle stars. Yeah, I gave it six only because and this wow. is where like wow this- you just said you just said. And for I the quote, pilot, I know. I can't pick up at least favorite part. I know. The reason I no give it parts. six is because even though there were no bad parts, I act, it doesn't actually make me care to go on and watch the next episode. Oh, just makes me want to rewatch the show. And that's fair. It's just for me, like finishing it, I was like, oh man, I forgot how funny the show is. And then it ended and I'm like, yeah, but I like I don't really care. Like I like watching episodes here and there, but it's not one that I'm like, oh, I I really want to just binge the show and keep mm, watching it yeah. and like watch it from every episode. Like it's just never been that show for me, and I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why. 
but that's the only reason I gave it six because I'm like, for some reason, I just don't really care to go on and watch the rest of it. And it's yeah, not, there's fair. literally, it's just a feeling. There's absolutely no, like, backbone um, to that. It's just a true feeling. It's just, yeah. For no, just I, anybody I that. that thinks that we think we're fucking, like, you know, uh, there's a lot of content out there. You have to be very picky about what you watch because there's so much out there. Right? But it's like, like I, I hate critics, right? So it's like this isn't oh, yeah. a critic. This is not a critique of the of the show. It's just a feeling for me. <laughs> You're like, that actually, I, um, in Act Two, uh, Part yeah. Scene Seven. Like I'm um, not like Jake that fucking guy a, from the <laughs> New Yorker Jake that's like, I just don't era. get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's just like it's just too many characters, man. There's just yeah. Too much I'm going not on. some fucking dumbass critic from the New Yorker. I'm just literally like it was just a feeling, and that's all. And if you really love the show, I can totally fucking see why because it's hilarious. Yeah, and um, the only thing I was gonna say is like this isn't a show that you need to binge or watch. It's very episodic. Yeah, you know, like it, it's not. Oh, hundred like, percent. I know the characters. I can. Wa- I've literally watched like a se- a, an episode in a way later season without having yeah. seen like anything in between it. And been totally fine. Yeah, I honestly the only the only season that I would say is worth watching in order would be season eight, just because of like, just because they they talk a lot about like like that's like their first post pandemic season, mm-hmm. and so it's like they're like there's a lot about like they they do touch on the like political drama surrounding like law enforcement, um, which Makes was sense. very hot topic at the time. And I mean, it's it's still is hot topic and it always will be hot topic, but especially in that moment, like there's like scenes about like, you know, characters having to choose, like, what do they actually believe in? And like, do they like, so there's, it's very like, you're, if you watch a mid, the middle of season eight without watching the first couple episodes of season eight, there's going to be a little bit like, oh, what the heck happened? <laughs> yeah, fair. So that's the only fair. thing I will say about the show. But other than that, the show's like. The show's got delightful. So much funny parts you could watch literally anytime. It's a delightful show. All right. right. Pee break. (laughs) Um, Chase. Chase. My dear Chase. I'm Chase. You're Chloe. Chloe. Okay. Um, Chase, what do you know about Reno 911? Uh, uh, Pretty much nothing. Um, I've never watched the show, like, not even an episode until today to. For this podcast and mm-hmm. um for some reason the name nick swartzen comes to mind he is in it occasionally yeah all right cool that's it that's it that's <laughs> the extent of my knowledge wonderful 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 okay well i mean i got a whole bunch of juicy information on this show so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited so to excited. talk about this yeah it's actually it, this, this is one of the more fun ones i've researched i will say that anyway so let's uh let's get into it let me take a sip hold on quick sip i gotta remember to breathe because what i always end up doing when i do this is i run out of breath by the end of a sentence (laughs) (laughs) always happens okay let's get into it so the title of the pilot episode is ironically just like yours pilot um it released on july 23rd 2003 on comedy central places you can watch it are on comedycentral.com for free with commercials hbo max with a subscription paramount plus with a subscription and then you can also purchase uh episodes and seasons on amazon prime video i don't know if there's anywhere else you can purchase it but those are like the big the big ones mm. you can probably purchase on like apple probably like yeah most of the ones that you can Google purchase Play. stuff yeah so most likely. 
I thought it was on Paramount Plus, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's on HBO Max, so I left Paramount Plus to go watch it on no, HBO Max. No, it's also Max, on Paramount Plus. But apparently it's also <laughs> on Paramount Plus. Yep, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the creators' names are Robert Ben Grant, Carrie Kenny Silver, and Thomas Lennon. So the series synopsis is an irrelevant look. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> irrever- it's irreverent, <laughs> not irrelevant, <laughs> irreverent. Good God. An irreverent look at what goes on behind the scenes in Reno, Nevada's sheriff's department. And then the episode synopsis is the seven sheriffs, the seven sheriffs deputies of Reno introduce themselves to the new camera crew who are filming their every move. And we see just how horribly wrong their every move really is. So that's pretty great. I just love that. I read irreverent as funny. irrelevant, <laughs> the irrelevant, just the, uh, the no, irrelevant, <laughs> like the, if, if that word was irrelevant, an irrelevant look at what goes on behind the scenes like it just means literally doesn't matter which for the i mean it's just as show, accurate i was gonna say for the comedy the show actually works as well but it's just hilarious that i read that that way anyway so i'm gonna talk just very briefly about the creator's histories because one they're not overly entertaining and i really more so want to just give you the very basics on them and how they all met um and yeah so and also the like creation of the show was far more interesting in this scenario. So Robert Ben Garant was born on September 9th, September 14th, 1970 in Cookville, Tennessee. He lived mm. in New York for Happy several birthday. <laughs> oh yeah. Close. We're close to that. Um, 10 days ago. Yeah. 11 days ago. Thanks for dating the episode for when this You're actually welcome. comes out. <laughs> You're welcome. He lived in New York City for several years and attended the Tisch School of uh, the Tisch School of Arts at New York University. While at NYU, he was a part of the sketch comedy troupe The State. Carrie Kenny Silver was born on Jer- uh, on Cherry on January 20th, 1970 in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but she was raised in Connecticut between Connecticut and New York, not literally between. She was raised Part of her childhood, literally in right between, <laughs> right between. No, part of her life, uh, her early life was in Connecticut, and the other part was in New York. Um, she is the daughter of Larry Kenny, who is an actor best known for his role as Lion O in Thundercats. Oh. Uh, which I've never watched Thundercats. I've never watched Thundercats, but I wanted to sound like I knew what that was. <laughs> I've heard of I've heard of Thundercats, and I've heard of. I mean, I know what Thundercats are. I know like Thundercats are go, but like I don't. I've never watched. I never yeah, never watched anything Thundercats. So yeah, um, <laughs> I was taking a sip of my coffee. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to sip my coffee. I'm sorry. Um, and then finally, Thomas Lennon was born on August 9th, 1970 in Oak Park, Illinois. Um, that's all I'm going to give you on him because I'm just going to like he has Thomas Lennon is arguably the most uh, famous of all of the creators. Uh, most Easily the most recognizable. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Famous is an improper word. Thank you. Recognizable is the best way to say it. People like know him from all sorts of stuff um, as mm-hmm. an actor, which but he's a very successful actor, writer, producer, which honestly, all of them are. Um, he's just the most yeah recognizable. In general, well, so they have kindergarten, but you don't have to notice that again. <laughs> so I just love that scene. Uh, no, you're good. Um, I'm just going to go on to now how all three of them met. So Lennon and Kenny Silver actually met at the age of 16 at a theater camp at Northwestern University. 
Um, all three of them actually attended Tisch School of Arts at NYU, where they actually were all a part of that comedy sketch comedy troupe that I talked about earlier. Um, at the time, the group was actually called the New Group because it was supposed to be making fun of the uh, the uh, improv group at NYU. And then they actually ended up, while all three of them were there, they actually ended up changing the name of the sketch comedy group to the state. That's, uh, that sketch group actually went on to become, they were also not the only three in the group. The group started in 1988 at NYU, but then when they came in, they kind of like really made it big. Um, there were multiple people in the group, but these three are the only ones that matter for this scenario. Not in life. ever been in life. Ever matters. <laughs> just for this scenario. Just for this scenario. Um, but that sketch group, actually, they went on to become a TV show from 1993 to 1995 on MTV. And the show was named after the group as well. And it was called The State. Um, I've never seen it, but apparently. Was it was it like a it was a sketch show sketch show or just so they a sketch show? an improv sketch they weren't improv it was a sketch comedy oh group. sorry they were they were created to like as a sketch comedy group the reason for their original name the new group was to play fun at the at the fact that they were different from the improv group that was at gotcha gotcha yeah um anyway after that show um they've actually that's so they all met at nyu they worked on that show and they've actually just worked on varying shows throughout their entire careers. They've been working together in just various ways. So Lennon and Grant actually have been writing partners for a really long time and have worked on a ton of projects that you're going to know. Um, Taxi with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon, The Pacifier with Vin Diesel, Herbie Fully, Fully Loaded with Lindsay Lohan, all three of the museum movies with Ben Stiller Love and them. like several other varying projects just, I love their, several like, other varying projects. <laughs> several projects they've created for themselves, as well as like Reno 911 and whatnot. Though I will say Reno 911 is less written and more so the concepts are given, and that's kind of what they do. But everything else in Reno 911, which you will find out now, is actually uh, primarily improv. So let's get into that. So the development of, uh, you know, how they came up with the idea and the development of the show actually comes from the fact that they were working with Fox to create several uh, pilot episodes. In particular, it all, the whole concept actually came up from the cancellation of a show that they were working, a sketch comedy show that they were working on called Ugly Americans. Um, all three of them, Robert, Carrie, and Thomas had been working on it for over a year. Um, they'd been working on sketches and the concept of the show and everything like that. It was set to air on Saturday nights in 2000 um, on Fox. And after the, uh, sorry, and in an interview with the creators on the podcast, The Sound of Young America, Lennon said that after doing the first table read for the pilot episode, the Fox executives had executives had decided they no longer wanted to do a sketch comedy show for the network and they canceled it. So yeah. they had been working on this show, Ugly Americans, for over a year. That's... Several sketches that they came up with, and Fox was literally just like, "We thought we wanted a f- we thought we wanted a sketch comedy show, and this is hilarious, but we just don't want it." Wow, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> Not gonna lie. No, yeah, it is. That's actually crazy. But from that came Reno nine one one. So after it got canceled. This was also their table read was took place like the day before they were supposed to start filming. So after that, after they were like told we don't Fox doesn't want to make this anymore. They were like, well, we still have half the budget from what Fox gave us. 
and they basically were, went to Fox and those same executives and were like, can we make, can we just still make you a pilot of something? Obviously not this, cause that's not what you want, but can we make you a pilot for some show, anything? And they're like, why? And Fox was basically like, why do you want to do that? And they're like, <laughs> uh, because you might like it. Uh, we have the money you have the, like you already budgeted it out. You're, we have already rented everything for filming. Cause we're supposed to film tomorrow. Like anyway. So Fox was like, okay, fine you can do that use the rest of the money you've already rented everything like that money no matter what the sound stages are rented they had the crew already the actors were already like had already done a table read for a totally different show so fox is like i mean that's money already down in the toilet so yeah sure just make make a show i guess make something make something so they were still on the same timeline as the previous show though so they only had one month to provide a completed pilot for fox um so basically Things had to happen incredibly fast. On top of the fact that literally they decided they asked if they could make another show, and the next day is when they had to start filming. So <laughs> they basically just decided to come. They came up with the concept. So, and the way they came up with this concept was the fact that the original show that got canceled was supposed to air after Cops on Saturday nights. So they decided that it'd be funny to do a spoof on the show Cops. Which is literally what Reno 911 ends up being, right? Makes um, sense. With limited time and budget, they had uh, some, not all of the actors, but some of the actors uh, from the original casting. Um, they had those actors basically come up with their own characters entirely. The only context they gave them was like what their nameplate was going to be because they got cop uniforms, nameplates, and like that was it. Just basic things that you needed for like <laughs> creating a cop show. Yeah. Right. So they told the actors, they were like, this is your name. You're a cop in Reno, Nevada. Or actually, I don't even think they had Reno yet. Just that the fact that you're a cop. This is your name. Come up with your character. That was it. So the actors all came up with their own characters. Um, I don't think it's uh, there was something I saw just like a little touch on that. It's like, I think the uh, I can't remember the woman's name, but she's in (laughs) she's in. uh bridesmaids and she's the mom that says she cracks a blanket in half um her character uh was like the one the one character that was like brought on later oh but she still actually came up with the majority of her own character in general anyway so the entire first pilot that they shot was essentially conceived and shot in a five-day period (laughs) that's it so the original <laughs> yeah. So the original show that they were creating for Fox was actually supposed to be a sketch comedy show, right? And their first attempt at creating this new show for them was supposed to be kind of a sim- very similar to what Reno 911 still is, except for the cops were apparently supposed to just be the the links in between getting from sketch to sketch. So they were still trying to do in a way a sketch comedy show with a little bit more of a through line of the cops apparently one of their original ideas was supposed to be and i actually see a little bit of this in the first in the in the pilot episodes but all of the same actors that were playing the cops were also supposed to be playing the perpetrators so oh which i think i'm pretty sure like the ones that they blur faces out of i'm pretty sure some of those are actually the people playing the cops like when you watch that episode i didn't actually look at it but i got that feeling as well yeah. So 
that was like the so yeah anyway the original whole concept of this is that the actors that were playing the cops were also going to be playing the perpetrators and the cops were just going to be links to the sketches like from sketch to sketch they did and in that five-day period they actually shot a fuck ton of sketches for it and as they were editing it they kind of realized that the police element was far more entertaining than the sketches they were doing and so they just decided to throw out the sketch idea and truly just shoot it like cops and just like <laughs> actually make it a parody of cops in its own way. Um, but according to Grant, the pilot that they ended up with that like or that ended up airing on Comedy Central is remarkably similar to the original pilot they shot for Fox. Um, they shot and edited, I should say, for Fox because mm-hmm. they didn't the one they provided for Fox didn't have any of the sketches in it. I mean, they they shot a ton based on how like what I've learned about how they shoot this show. They shoot a ton of stuff. They truly shoot a documentary style with just tr- like improv with a concept and then Im- everyone improving off of that concept. And yeah, then the, in the editing room, they put together something. It's like, oh, it's like, I mean, it's not exactly, but it feels a little bit jackass esque. Yeah, with a little more structure, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it feels like cops. <laughs> it really. I, I've only watched cops like maybe once or twice in my life, but it feels I've like never cops. watched cops. But like, I understand the like idea. Like, I've seen some clips. I mean, you've seen Reno Nine One One. Now you've seen cops. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so obstacles for creating the pilot are obviously kind of things I just talked about. Um. A little bit more that they went through is that they created this pilot shot the whole thing right with the budget they had left over five days edited it got it to the fox in a month it was a little bit of a risque pilot as you can tell from having watched it not Mm -hmm. really fox's vibe so fox actually ended yeah fox ended up turning down the pilot especially not in 2003 no and it is literally not surprising whatsoever but according to lennon um they one of the main reasons they didn't pick up the show or I should say maybe not reasons, but it was heavily influenced. The reason they didn't pick up the show was a singular scene that was actually preserved in the final, uh, in the eventual central uh, central comedy, central pilot. Um, and the one that we watched uh, was the scene involving Lieutenant Dangle passionately kissing a man. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they weren't really big on anything big on that. not heterosexual. Not or white very surprising for Fox. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that this was all happening in 2000, as I said earlier. It wasn't until 2003 that uh, Comedy Central actually aired the next pilot. Or the, sorry, let me rephrase this. It wasn't for another two years that Comedy Central picked up the show. So in 2002, they picked up the show and then the eventual pilot aired in 2003. So this show, they after all the stuff they went through just to create the first pilot, they ended up not even getting anyone to pick it up until two years later. Jeez. Yeah, which is wild, but That's also kind of makes sense. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just like... They needed someone like Comedy Central, or if HBO had been more you know prominent in that realm of stuff at the time, I'm sure HBO would have picked it up. But, That's fair. I mean... I'm, I'm really glad they picked it up, but yeah, it's just a crazy ride. Um, 
The only other, as I said before we actually started recording, I didn't do really any research on the actors considering all three of the creators are primary actors in the show. Um, Outside of the fact that I let you know, just like they all came up with their own characters and that kind of thing. I didn't do any research on the actors just because there was a lot of really cool information on this show already. Um, The one thing I do want to talk about a little bit is just kind of how the pilot was received and where, or how the show was received overall and just where it has gone and it's, lifespan um i actually don't know i realize i just said this but i don't know exactly how the the first episode of the first season was received i just know that it was a apparently really good reviews um and uh, despite how well the show was actually doing in its sixth season in 2009 it was actually canceled um fans were shocked like the creators were all shocked because they were like we have great ratings like there's nothing we actually have no idea um, similar to how, uh, 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 oh, actually this isn't airing yet. So I'm not going to say this part <laughs> that has, this isn't aired yet. So I'm not going to say it. It's, it has to do with Santa Clarita. Oh, oh, oh? so I'm not going to say it anyway. Um, this is why we record episodes in order. Cause then, you know, yes, then things... you can call back. To, I mean, you can still call back to it. I like can, little, but you little teaser. Listeners aren't going to hear it for a while. Little little teaser for for those. Either listeners way, out people there. people were shocked. The city of Reno, the people actually like com- like joined together to like create a petition to bring Reno nine one one back on the air, which is really interesting because it's. That's, I mean, that's so Reno though. That's so. Reno. I've never been to Reno, but that just feels so Reno. Okay, <laughs> again. This is a, are just setting a bar for what we actually I know lived about in Las thing. Vegas. That's close enough. I mean, not yeah. distance wise, but like they're similar ish cities. Because they're both in Nevada? Yes, but like, like Nevada is all the same everywhere in Nevada. If you've been to <laughs> one place in Nevada, you've been to the only two places in Nevada. Fair enough. It's just <laughs> Reno and Las Vegas and Carson City because that's the capital, but really nothing else is there. <laughs> Oh, right. I, that's just true. I'm just, okay. look, I'm I'm just telling on. it like it is. That's fair. I haven't lived there, so I can't say that. I don't have that information. You do. Um. Anyway, so the show was canceled in 2009 for reasons I was not able to find. Um. In 2011, though, there were talks about Netflix actually reviving the show. However, uh, Comedy Central had still had the sole rights to the show and was not a part of the negotiations as well as Lennon and Grant were both attached to other projects at the time. So it just didn't, that just didn't happen. Whatever talks that were, however that got like spilled out, it never happened. Then in 2019, there were actually, there was an actual announcement that the show would return on Quibi for a 2020 season. I remember Uh, that. Yep. They filmed in early 2020 and the seventh season released in May of that same year. In September of 2020, the eighth season was approved However, in October of 2020, Quibi shut down. So the eighth season, Quibi, Quibi the eighth season Quibi actually, show one time. <laughs> we should actually, um, the eighth season actually did eventually air in February of 2022 on the Roku channel, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, but, I think Roku picked up a lot of Quibi stuff. Oh, did they? When does Quibi Roku, shut down, does the Roku channel still exist? Yeah, yeah, I I have a Roku TV and I see Roku channel stuff being advertised all well, the time. Well, that's right. You do have a Roku thing. Nice. Um anyway, so they had the 8th season. Uh, as far as I know, uh, I was not able to find out if they have been approved for another season. Um 
since that did just air this this year, the eighth <laughs> season. I don't know if they've been picked up for a ninth. It doesn't say on uh, IMDb or anywhere else. So we'll see if that happens. Of this show, though, two feature films have come from it. And one was in 2007, which my brother... Well, honestly, this is partially why I even thought of doing this show. is Because right when we were thinking of like coming up for shows for season three... I had just watched the show or this, uh, the Reno 911 movie, the 2007 one with my brother, um, which is actually absolutely hilarious. And if you've never seen Reno 911, you actually never need to see it if you really just want to see the movie because the movie is hilarious. And yeah, that's all I got. It, like, it's not a, as far as, yeah, whatever. It's not something you need to watch. Right. It's, it's episodic. Yeah. I'm trying to think Don't of words. Worry. It's episodic. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, and then the second movie they made was actually released in December of 2021 on Paramount Plus. Uh, finally, that's just why it's on Paramount Plus. Exactly. Um, and finally, uh, why uh, other shows? Sorry, not why other shows that were just on in 2003 were or that came out in 2003 were NCIS, Two and a Half Men, Arrested Development, Cold Case. Um, I don't know why I didn't just say and cold case. I wrote it wrong, but that's where I'm ending that. <laughs> pretend there's a third. Pretend there's another show there. there. I mean, there definitely are other shows, but I was trying to pick ones that maybe fit the demographic of people possibly watching Reno 911. Gotcha. So, not a bad yeah. year for television. No, not not terrible, not terrible. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just like a very interesting. Like, the, like I found when I was doing this research, I listened to that whole podcast on. Um, uh, what what did I say it was called? It was called The Sound of um, Young America. The, oh, gotcha. Um, New America was in the name. I was about to say American yeah. Boys or something like that. Yeah. But it, they did like a full um, Grant uh, – why I always forget Kenny, – Kenny Silver. Oh. No, Grant, Kenny Silver, and oh, Lennon Grant. were all doing a uh, – they all did a full interview on that Sound of Young America podcast. Uh, so I, gotcha. I listened to the whole thing. Um but they did like they talk pretty much the whole the thing I find most interesting is that because of the way they had to come up with this show and it had to be improv. They Thomas Lennon was saying this on that podcast, but he was basically like they we had like we discovered that the best way to make this show was improv. And like weirdly enough, it's the only way it works. And still to this day, you know, even with the newest seasons, the entire show is improv and they have general si like situations that they're going into, but everything else is improv. And like, there was something I read that I think it was for the third season. They shot all of the intros to every episode in one 10 hour day and just had concepts that eat each episode was going to be and just shot them back to back to back. Wow. Yeah. Um, there was something else I read that when they got like they have like a secretary on the show at some point and they just had her sit at a desk and for like four hours of filming and just like have people go up to her and talk to her occasionally and like whatever <laughs> whatever they wanted to talk about they could talk about and then they found something to edit out of it. Yeah. So Fuck. Yeah, sounds like a hilarious set to be on. Sounds like an awful edit thing to edit. <laughs> I would never want to edit this show. But it does make for very authentic, funny stuff. Yeah, I guess it's like it's kind of like the at some point you just sort of forget about the camera, and yeah. that's when it gets the funniest. Exactly. Apparently, there was a um, an episode with Paul Rudd. I don't know if the whole like all of his stuff got cut, but he apparently had like a whole thing 
where he like was helping one of the characters figure out when she was going to lactate. <laughs> and I guess like massaged her breast for like literal 45 oh, minutes. Oh my God. I don't know. I need to like go back and find that, like find out if he was <laughs> actually so ever on the show. Long. But I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. The way they talked about it too, they're just like, he just really, they're just like all so pat. Like, I don't know. It's just so funny. Cause they're like, it's a, it seemed to be a very safe space for them. So it's like, and that's really the only way you can do that stuff. It's either a very hostile space and you're just actually doing these things and it's pissing people off. Or it's a very safe space to the point where you're like, yeah, it's fine if Paul Rudd massages my boobs for 45 minutes because I know that at the end of the day, we're just working. <laughs> and maybe maybe she just really wanted Paul Rudd to massage her boobs and it was more of an excuse than anything. I think it was Carrie. I, I think it was actually Carrie Kenny. Carrie Kenny. Oh, Silver. was it? Yeah. And oh, I think she gotcha. was actually full pregnant with like her husband's baby <laughs> at the time is what I I remember from the epi- from the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's And they were so talking funny. about it. But yeah. So, but overall, I mean, just like a really interesting, like, I truly, we've never had a show that was created this way. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so unique. Yeah. It like, it's, it's on the same level of uniqueness as like Saturday Night Live, I think. Yeah. In the, in the senses, like, like SNL just sort of created their own genre. Yeah. I think, I think Reno nine one one. They didn't create a genre, but like, like that way of filming is just so unique in a similar way for something that's fiction or uh, yeah, exactly for comedy fiction. Comedy fiction. Why I always mix up fiction and nonfiction. Sorry. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I got on it. That I mean, it's that's a lot. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, the breast massaging is still. Sorry, <laughs> I just can't get over that. That's just so yeah. funny to me. I know. That was just something I literally, again, going back to not having written down, I didn't write that down, obviously. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, it's just interesting. Like, it just, when I thought of the improv stuff, that's the kind of shit they did. They would just shoot stuff for extended periods of time and, like, get what they get. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, like I said, it's like at, at some point when you're shooting for so long, you probably just forget about the camera for at least a few scenes, if not yeah. a lot of them. And, like those are probably some of the best scenes to use oh, when you legitimately when it feels legitimately one hundred percent candid. Anyway, um, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, yeah. All right, my favorite character was just hands down Thomas Lennon's character, Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Jim Dangle. Yeah, that was my favorite character. I just love him. I love him so much. He's, He's so. I want. I just obviously like. I love Thomas Lennon and everything he's in. But I just like that character, especially in this first episode. It's just the fact that he's their fucking lieutenant is just amazing. I just love, I just love the, the um, it wasn't even my favorite part, but I do, I do love the scene where he's like, yeah, I, I had to commission the board to let me wear these shorts, but my my argument was that you know I got to be out here. That's fast, my favorite part, you cheetah. fucker. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Well, you didn't have to say it. I was. Just, I know. But that is my favorite part. But he's so funny. Yeah, he is so funny. Um, least favorite character. This is f- just like in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's like a, if I had to choose, um, I chose Deputy Judy Weigel, who's uh, Carrie Kenny Silver's character. Mm-hmm. I chose um, the same one, just because she's awkward and she's super weird, 
And yep. it, it's just like, but I love her because she's a necessity. Like you need that character and it. She does such a good job at it. And they're all fucking uh, like at the end of the day, they're all fucking weird in their own ways. Oh yeah. It's 100%. just, she's got the most like kind of awkward vibe. And that's yeah. why it's like, but it, again, like this is the awkwardness. Yeah. It's not a le- really a least favorite character. It's just the one that I'm more. Eh. Too. I mean, it is a least favorite, but the term least favorite is like loose, loose, right? It It is the least of these people, but least in this case is not hate. It's just yeah. like them, the less, the least. Yeah. Anyway, favorite part, as uh, we just said, I love when he's talking about his, how he got his different uniform. I just love it. He's like, I got to be able to, I can't remember the quote like verbatim but he's like i gotta be 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 able to run and and you know be limber and whatever he says like a cheetah like a cheetah i gotta be able to move like like a cheetah (laughs) yeah you're right and he does the fucking claw hands yeah it's just i love that part and there's so many parts of this that i loved i truly had a hard time picking a favorite but there were there were a lot of such funny moments uh but my favorite part is is easily the opening scene True. As that someone is who's as so someone good. who's never seen any Reno nine one one before, <laughs> that opening was just so funny to me. <laughs> and it's brilliant because it is the pilot. It's so it's just the perfect introduction it into what the, the fuck this show is going to be. <laughs> they do a they have an officer down call for a fucking surprise party, and then he <laughs> shoots off. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> It is so good. I I literally was drinking coffee and almost spit it out as I was watching that. Oh my god. I I agree. Yeah, I just burst out laughing because I was like, like I knew what to expect, right? Like I knew what Reno 911 was going into it, but there was just like, like, like I didn't expect to happen so fast, so abruptly, and then go into the introduction of the like actors and actresses. It was just perfect. It really was. The most perfect intro. Yeah. Um, I did not pick a least favorite part. Um, I just had like a sketch that was my least favorite and it was really just a part of a sketch. It was just the, the woman shouting about fighting the midget. That just felt weird with the boobs flying around, like the really big boobs. Uh, It was just like, it was just like, eh, that, that didn't do it for me. Although the end of that scene was very funny when she like gets in the car and they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) They like get the baton back and then, yeah, she goes, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's the only thing though. Like, I just, this is not a least favorite part. This is just another favorite part. But, like, when they go to see all the hookers, or the, oh. the ladies of the night, and fucking Lieutenant Jim Dangle is there. So I'm deep undercover. And he's guys. like, I'm deep undercover. And he's like, Hey, he's deep undercover. And, you know, he's Vice. And he's like, Doesn't he, he have was... Fridays off? <laughs> no, he's working Vice, man. But, yeah, but he has Fridays, Fridays off. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking. <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that one like the main like leader um lady the one i'm pretty that sure that's first yeah i think that's uh carrie uh yeah that's what carrie I kenny guessed. silver i'm pretty sure it's her that's where i was like oh they've definitely added that portion of like the all of the cops are also playing the perpetrators oh so. yeah 100 yeah noodle stars noodle stars uh, I gave it six again. Uh, as much as I really enjoyed this, I'm like, I do want to watch more show, more episodes of it. And I want to watch the newer movie, but it's not one that I'm like dying to like get back to. Uh, I, I definitely feel that. I gave it five just because not every scene landed, and I wouldn't go back and like watch all of it or like start watching it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it was just so funny. Like it's such 
It, I like, can see why people love it and why it's ran for as long as it has, especially because like the way it started and the pilot episode is, I'm pretty sure that that same, it, that is the pilot episode they made for Fox. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like it got immensely better as they kind of realized how to do improv better and how to set up. Oh, their for sure. Better. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, no, I, I I do want to watch the newer movie. I just want to see where they've gone with all these characters as they've, like... I mean, that's what? That's almost... That's 18 years later, 2021? Yeah. Like, that's... It's I'm curious where what's happened with these characters in 18 years, or if they're, like, exactly the same. I, I just... I don't know. I, I'm, I want to watch that just to see. So... But yeah, that's, uh, that's Reno 911 for you. Oh, I love that. I love that creation. Just, like... I mean, it's just sort of like in contrast to uh, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine backstory, right? It was just like Brooklyn Nine-Nine specifically was created not for Fox. And Fox was like, yeah, we'll take it. (laughs) True. (laughs) Very true. So it's just so... Both uh, both fantastic shows, though. Both so funny. Very unique in their own ways. (laughs) I'm really glad we did them together. Anyway, I mean, we've kind of done our little... There's not much to compare and contrast about these outside of what you just no. said. So. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, it's like it's, we're not... I mean, I'm not I, I'm not so much for like the like really comparing and contrasting yeah. as much as it's just cool to learn about these things. Yeah, it's like it's 100%. fun to do them together because it's like, yeah, these are both like cop shows in a way, but they're both inherently comedic. Like, yeah. they're not, they're cop shows second, they're comedies first. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate every one of you for taking the time to do so. If you don't currently, be sure to follow us on your podcasting platform of choice, as well as on Instagram at Back to the Pilot, so you know when a new episode gets released. And if you enjoyed listening, leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Next time, we'll cover a couple more mockumentaries with 30 Rock and great news. We hope you enjoyed being here, and we'll see you next time when we take you Back to the Pilot. So long, everyone. I was going to say, I was going to say something. This didn't really have to do with the podcast, so I didn't say it during the episode. But uh, whenever I think of Thomas Lennon, mm-hmm. um, I always think like if it wasn't Jason Sudeikis, he would make a really good uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. I can see that, actually. Like, I just, there's something about, like, I love and Thomas especially Lennon. in this because of the mustache, but like it's some, like Reno 911 remind, reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I love Thomas He's Lennon. Truly, like, he a just good seems actor. like he would be such a great uh, Ted Lasso.